to Aligned Mama Podcast. We're your hosts, Samantha Kapsick and Nikki Trout. And we're partnering up because we know motherhood is hard. Like really, really hard. (laughs) Really hard. (laughs) Get ready to equip yourself with practical tips and strategies to tackle daily trials, along with insights from expert guest speakers and relatable stories from other moms just like you. Join us weekly for advice, inspiring stories, and a supportive community of moms navigating the joys and challenges of motherhood together. Hey mamas, welcome to episode three. Today we have a mama panel And we are so excited. We have four different mamas sharing their own unique perspective on multiple questions related to momhood and also wifehood. So thanks for joining. I'll kick off the introductions. You probably know who I am already. Nikki Trout. I am a wife. I've been married uh, for 16 years to my husband, Eric. We have three kiddos and we live out in the country in Troy, Missouri. Hello, I am Heather. I have been married for 11 years. I have three kids. Um, they are 10, 8, and 6, and we live in St. Peter's. And she's my sister-in-law. It's true. It's a true story. <laughs> Hello. My name is Tabitha Burkhart. Um, I am a mother of three. Salem, Miranda, Alec. Yes, that's all their names. I remember that. <laughs> I have actually forgotten Woo. details about my children before. <laughs> um, been married to my husband for, um, now this is the question, how many years have I been married? <laughs> Not like 13 years? Yes. I'm bad at things, don't ask me. Um, and we live in Lake St. Louis. I'm Samantha Kapsick. I have three kids, um, 14, 11, and 6, and I've been married to my husband, um, yesterday was our 12-year anniversary. So. Yay! <laughs> All right, I'll go ahead and kick off the first question. All right, mamas. So let us know, what do you think is your strength and your weakness in the household? Samantha and I have done this before. We'll let you guys kick this off. Okay. No pressure. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, I would say my strength is I am kind of like a 90-year-old and still use a paper planner. So I usually, it would be very rare if I ever forget um, an activity or a birthday or anything like that because I'm a planner in that aspect of using my planner. Um, And then kind of just like being, um, go with the flow in our house, which could also be a negative thing. But I feel like I'm just so like go with the flow that it also makes things less chaotic or not less, it makes it more chaotic. (laughs) It makes things less I don't know, maybe stressful um, because we just kind of just go along with it. And we don't get upset about a lot of things. So those would be my strengths. Am I, are we doing weakness yeah. now also? Yeah. Okay, so um, weakness would also be on the opposite end of, or I guess almost the same end of the planning aspect of it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, I am so flying from the seat of my pants that sometimes I'm my own worst enemy with not being organized enough and during the day. With when my kids are home, at least I do not have activities planned. So even though I I'm a planner on the other aspect, on the immediate aspect wise, I do not have a schedule of okay, it's 11:30, we're eating lunch. Now it's 12:30, we're going to have outside time, and t- tomorrow we're going to go to the zoo. I'm just not a planner like that. So I'm also I get really stressed out very easily. But I think it's because I'm my own worst enemy um, as far as like planning activity activities with the kids. So. 
So I guess that's it for me. All right, Tabitha's up. Um, well, I didn't know that planning life was even a thing. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, I thought my weakness was laundry, but now I can add that to it. Well, it's definitely laundry also. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, I'm like, I really go with the flow. I'm, my husband is like a really scheduled person. Like he does the same thing every day in the same way, even like in the shower. I'm like totally the opposite. I different every day. The only thing I do consistently, honestly, is get up, have coffee, read the Bible, and then at night, read the Bible with my children before bedtime. That's the only consistent things that I do. Everything else is like, whatever I need to do in the day, I'll just tackle. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully. <laughs> um, <clears throat> my strength is definitely keeping a very clean house. My mom clean professionally. Both my grandmas clean professionally. What's that like? Yeah, tell <laughs> us more. <laughs> um, yeah, I just stay on top of things. So like every day, like my my counters get wiped down when I'm doing the dishes. I hit handles. I wash my refrigerator down constantly. Just when I'm in there, I'm like, oh, look, there's a fingerprint. Hit it, yeah. you know, whatever. So it's just staying on top of it. If you stay on top of it, it's easier to keep it nice. If you let it go, there's a lot of scrubbing. And I actually feel like that's a big thing that women don't understand mm -hmm. is like if you have a house that's like incredibly messy or like you've just let it go and then you do give it a good scrub, it takes so long. You have a bitter taste in your mouth. So it just takes like you're like, oh, I just can't clean again today to keep it up because you've got like this mindset that it just takes 4 million years, but it doesn't. So as long as you get that cleaning done and then you come back and, you know, just keep it going, it, it really doesn't take that long. And then you have little children that yes. you have birth to clean for you. So you say, hey, come scrub this. Yes, that's what I do. Absolutely. What about, do you have a... Um, go into like you, have a, you just took the mic. <laughs> 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 you go in a little bit more. Like, do you have a a schedule for like certain weekly things, or is it completely every day? Like, do you have like a reset? Like, tell us a little bit of more about your system. So, like, obviously touching mm -hmm. up as you go, mm -hmm. but like more in depth about that. Sure. Um, so my thing is just, I guess, um, I. I always tell people, like when I'm teaching people to clean or even like my kids or whatever, I clean with my eyes. So if it doesn't need it, I don't do it. If it does need it, I do it. So if I look at my carpet and there's like, I can see too much dog hair on it or, you know, even I'm really OCD though. So even if there's too many feet print, I'm like, that needs to be back. That can be, that can be a bondage though. You don't yeah. have to take it that far. But um, definitely I'll be like, okay, today it needs vacuum. Today this needs to be done. Um, and then just doing deep cleaning stuff like here and there, like don't try to, you know, go through and like, like if I was starting at a new house and the house is like, cause I do clean too. So, um, professionally. So if there was like a house that was like pretty bad and I went into it, I would give it like just a regular clean. And then I'm going to pick a couple items that I'm going to deep clean. So I might scrub the entire refrigerator and I like soap it down, scrub it up, put some sort of, you know, remover to get build yeah. up off whatever, and then shine it up and then move on to something else. And then the next time I come, I'm going to do something That's good. in that way too. Mm -hmm. So you're slowly getting it incredibly clean instead of right. trying to do all of it at once. So that's what I'll do at my house too. It's like, okay, today I need to do these things. Today I'm going to wash the baseboards. Today yeah. I'm going to, so like that. Um, yeah. So you have to have a balance because I can get to the place for sure where I'm like not tending to my children because not like I'll be like, go hungry, but um, <laughs> we, we get it. Yeah. Yeah. For but sure. more just like, they're off doing stuff and instead of like, Hey, you want to hang out? I'm like, I'm sweet, this cabinet, you know? Right. So there's a balance. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then my weakness is obviously <laughs> now I know, 
um, that I don't plan anything. Um, but my big, big weakness is laundry to be like, I have friends. I will literally take a picture of my basement because they come to my house and they feel so bad about being a woman. And I'm like, no, for real. That's just a strength of mine. Don't worry about it. But here's a picture of my basement. And yeah. it's like really bad with like mounds of laundry like so much longer and I have two washers and two dryers so there's no excuse wow. um, just because I wanted to be really cool like my aunt because she had two I was like I need two washers right, right. so I have that and still it's just it's so much and I feel like it's almost worse because then instead of being in the basement washing laundry and changing it out it takes me 15 minutes it's like a half an hour yeah so it's like half an hour chunks every time mm -hmm. right. it's really not that really yeah. Yeah. yeah so we're moving one set upstairs and doing a laundry room upstairs and hopefully that helps me. And the bottom, the downstairs want to be for like nasty stuff, like cleaning rags and all that stuff. So, right. So have you ever tried to have it stack your laundry? Like you do. What does that mean? Stack. So like, if you struggle with a task, um, for me, like getting up in the morning, I always go to the gym every morning. So when I'm in the closet getting ready, which we just moved our laundry room into our closet, we built off of that. Um, I'll throw in. So like. It's a trigger to remind me if I'm getting dressed for the gym, I'm going to throw a load of laundry in and get it started. Interesting. Um, so then, like, That's you cool. can pair it with something else that you're really good at mm -hmm. to then, like, help you remember. That I like that. Good. I do I like that. Really yeah. Kind of keeps you accountable a little bit more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it, yeah. It's easier to build the habit because you have yes, another one. Yes, because you already have it. So, like, you yeah. know, if you're, like, for me, <clears throat> when I take my vitamins, I always take them with my coffee because, like, I never forget my coffee. Oh, so then my, yeah, my yeah. vitamins are next to That is really, that's really good. Machine. So those self-help books that make you think so silly. <laughs> now I just realized I have no weakness. <laughs> what is it? Are you sure? No, I don't do that either. <laughs> oh my gosh, we had enough. She's out. You're on the panel. Do the moms feel normal now? Right, right. Yeah, no, I, now I realize that I also don't um, know how to couple things together. Yeah. <laughs> You're just kidding. I'm <laughs> I also think, you know, just hearing you all talk, a lot of times your strength is also your weakness in a way, right? Because like you were saying, you can... Uh, the household uh, <laughs> cleanliness can be a bondage, mm -hmm. but also if you're like totally opposite the other way, you know, it's like nice that you're free and easy. So there are some moms that are su super type A that they can't let things go. And, you know, that can be just as much as a bondage as like mm -hmm. somebody who doesn't sure. clean, mm -hmm. you know. So um, and just remember, if you're really good at something, you're not good at something else. None of us mamas just have it all together. So uh, part of my strength, and I think we've already talked about this, but I am pretty free and easy. I want the household that feels comfortable, the home that feels comfortable for people to come into. Mm -hmm. We do have four German shepherds. So sometimes I feel like I make very bad decisions and allow this and it <laughs> does stress me out. And then other times I feel like, wow, like, you know, my kids get to just have kind of the free and easy house. So um, it might stink. The cat litter box doesn't get changed all the time outside. There's just like certain things. We're so busy with baseball. Both of my sons play travel baseball. I have a daughter. We're homeschooling. We just have so many irons in the fire. And I don't want to say no to like being there for a friend. And that's still something I work on too because yeah. sometimes I won't let myself get a break. Then I have to do like I am. I don't like a lot of um, clutter or things out, but I'm not a deep cleaner. And that's mm -hmm. what I need to work on. And I loved what you guys both were sharing. Um, so I'm going to take to that. Um, another strength. I have a pretty good work ethic. So again, on the positive side, I can get a lot done, but then again, on the negative side, I don't get a break. And then it does, you know, that can impact the family. You know, I might not be as bubbly, silly, happy, you know, I can get crabby sometimes, especially during certain times in the month. Um, so 
weakness. Oh, laundry. Okay, thank you. Samantha, remind me. Yeah, <laughs> and I think we already mentioned this in the previous podcast, but honestly, this was life-changing for me. And it you can do it with your personality. So I, as of late uh, 2022, I decided, you know, and I told a few friends to keep me accountable. I'm like, I'm not going to, like, let this pile of laundry build on my bedroom carpet floor any longer. And it would be massive. And everything was always clean. I was always good about, like, I do. I guess I have a habit of waking up and, like, I'm going to throw this in. Like, anytime yeah. <laughs> we need laundry, I see any of our – so we have all the kids' laundry separated, and then we have ours separated. And so anytime laundry needs done, I pull the um, hamper out into the hallway. So I cannot, I'd have to like, I always do this. My husband hates it. If I don't want to forget a bag or we're going out the door or a water bottle or laundry, I put it where I can't just walk. Like it'll hit, yeah. like I'll run into it. Yeah. And so I, I'm really good about rotating. Always been good at rotating laundry, not having much dirty in the house. But I decided like, it was like an epiphany. Like if I get the clothes out of the dryer and they're still... Uh, warm they're not going to be wrinkled and if I dump them on the bed and I can't sleep in my bed if the clothes are there so I have to do them and then I'm like oh it takes like that load took me six minutes oh my gosh or that was like nine minutes but again the peace that it brings and again if you tell some of your friends like Samantha is keeping me accountable now because sometimes I'm like I don't feel like doing this but she's like you're the girl that keeps up with her laundry and I'm like oh yeah well I guess I need to <laughs> um, but honestly that's been very freeing for me so again I'm not good at deep cleaning I might not mop my floor for Two months, honestly, clean bed sheets. Sometimes it's like, oh, it's a long time. <laughs> but, yeah. but so, uh, yeah, that is definitely a strength. Um, and I, I was going to say the personality type. There are some drawers where I don't match the socks together. We actually have a minimal amount of socks in a sock drawer. And so it's easy. I don't match them. I put them in a pile. My husband just has like two sets of black socks, long and short. Put them in a pile, dump them in the drawer. Say's uh, pajamas, I don't fold up. I don't do anything special with them. They actually don't wrinkle. I put them in a pile and I put them in bins. So that makes things quicker too versus folding and hanging up everything. Yeah. So you have to decide with your personality. You know, what Tabitha, you might have to have it nice and ordered or your hangers, like, yeah. yeah. And that's fine. That's you. But maybe there's something you can let go, like the socks or something. Yeah. Um, I think it's the way you're raised. Because yeah. for me, <clears throat> my mom was an at-home mom most of my childhood. <laughs> And she was very clean, so she just taught you fold everything, you hang yeah. up everything. You know. So to me, when I hear people, I'm like, that's clever, but I don't know if I could do it. Right. But I think it's clever. Like, why not? Why yeah. are you sitting there saying, I'm going to fold all these socks and take me two hours to go through all the socks and fold them. And then you're just going to like take them out, put them on, they go right back in the washer. So why would you do that anyway? Not just right. put them in there, you know, like that's, right. that's actually yeah. a good idea. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. If you have a drawer, I mean, you know, six in one, half a dozen in the other. So anyways, weakness, um, deep cleaning for sure. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. What? Tell me. Uh, you guys know. What, what? Mopping your floors. Mopping my floors for sure is a, a weakness. Um, I just think overwhelmed, overwhelming, like not being able to take a break. Mm -hmm. um, that's not good for me. Um, it's not good for my family at times too. And um, it's, I, that's definitely a weakness for me and I'm trying to work on that. And if you guys want to keep me accountable to that, I'm trying to think, um, like that, do you mean like you have too much going on? You yes. say yes to too many but things. But I, I guess on top of that, I do know a weakness and this is what I feel. This is what I'm very, I have a complex about. Like I'll be with my husband coaches, both of our boys that are 11 and 14 travel baseball. It's super busy, chaotic actually sometimes. And so, um, and I have a little one. Most of the families on the team just have older kids. Now they sit and they relax. They talk to friends. 
Um, but I always feel like I show up and everyone's way more prepared or, oh, do you check out these stats and these teams and all these things? And I'm like, I'm just here. I'm like, just figuring out a way to get here. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like I'm the one opening up like, this is really hard as a mom. And like, we're going all weekend, every weekend until like, you know, three months from now. And I'm like, how to keep up with everything. So anyways, I have a complex feeling like every mom has it together and every mom wants to be there for the whole entire weekend. I think they don't. I think nobody talks about it. Yeah. And, but for me, it feels like I'm like the only one that's super stressed out just sitting there like, and still I'm sitting there, a million things are going through my mind of things I have to get done, but that is my complex. And I, I wish people would open up about that more, or maybe it's (laughs) their thing and not mine. And I have to settle with that. Right. Can I add something to that? Um, So I don't have my kids in anything. (laughs) <laughs> uh, they've been in stuff currently they're not just because we were like incredibly busy um, redoing a house so we couldn't do that but right. <clears throat> that'll stress me out sometimes and what I have to tell myself is that like it's another way of keeping up with the Joneses yeah. that you don't have to look like you have you know your kids and all these things and you're on top of all this stuff that's like a whole nother bondage and just to be like everyone else we don't have to meet that expectation right like if you're a person who's really type a and you're totally on top of the schedule and that just meets your personality cool but if you're more laid back which when you explain your personality you're just a laid back person yeah. Nikki. so yeah excuse me Nikki. i'm just kidding <laughs> um so it, if it goes with your personality just roll with that and then you don't worry about how somebody else is handling it yeah absolutely yeah, like you shouldn't be doing maybe activities just to kind of keep up with the Joneses, like what you said. Like, don't do it just because you feel like, hey, my kids aren't in anything. I should probably have them in something. Should I put them in something? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's great. I feel like you should do what you're called to do. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of rude people here that just keep trying to take the mic. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There you go. Well, I do feel like talking to other friends, and a lot of times they're more in my like Christian friend community, is like they feel so um, – they feel so bad not having their kids and all these things. And I oftentimes wonder, like, am I doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. So I think if you're a mom out there, there's pressure to keep up with everything, like yeah. your house, the your appearance, your like so many things. Um, but sports might not be for you. And then you yeah. just have to, like, between you and God. And that's mm-hmm. hard because we always look to people for either, like, the affirmation side or when they, you know, or what we should be and who we should be. But a lot of times the sports can take things away. So, you know, it's got to be if what's right for your family. I would say yeah, sure say that okay. so okay Amanda I think this podcast might go on for like three hours we might need to record another one <laughs> okay you're up with your strengths and weaknesses okay so we'll just start with my weaknesses one huge weakness that I'm definitely working on this year is like just like all the paperwork and emails from school like, mm-hmm. I always feel like I'm the mom that's like like today I got a, a Marco Polo from a mom and she's like yeah they have me at that parent meeting tonight and I'm like there's a parent meeting? Like, <laughs> did you read this information? <laughs> so I'm, like, really bad at that. So I need to, like, get on it with the email. Um, and then I am definitely, like, an all or nothing. So, like, I am super, like, I used to clean for a living. Super, like, OCD with, like, cleaning. Um, but then, like, if it starts to get messy, it's just, like, Jonathan's, like, one thing can't get out of place because if it does, the whole house. Like, you're, like, well, it's trash now. I'm just going to throw everything out here. He's like, and then you're spending days trying to, and I can't do that. But it's really true. Like, if I, like, see if something's out of place just a little bit, then I'm just, like, this tornado. <laughs> um, so that's a weakness. Um, my strength probably is 
Um, I try to be the mom that like makes like things like cozy. So like if we're doing like a movie night or something, like I'll go and like make all the little fun snacks or yeah. like drinks or whatever, and just try to like I know cooking is like a shame for me. Although sometimes I still get I still struggle with like meal prepping because it's hard when even mm-hmm. if you're a chef and you know how to cook. It's still hard because, like, okay, my kid's going to eat this. Also, mm-hmm. staying on a budget. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I just can't go hang on with my, like, buy whatever I want. So yeah. um, that can still be a struggle. But I do like to make, like, fun snacks and mm-hmm. make it, you know, if they're doing an event, like, fun things. So. Yeah. Awesome. Um, okay. So what is your system for dinner? If you have one, and, like, how do you tackle the whole, like, you have to make dinner every single night for <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> I don't have systems, <laughs> so I don't have a system for dinner. I just essentially usually forget to pull meat out, and I'm like, oh, shoot, I don't have any meat. <laughs> um, We're vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. Today you eat veggies. My husband would be like, are you trying to kill me? <laughs> um, I don't have a system. I just, if I have time, I make it. If not, then, you know, we make cereal or just something quick. It, but it actually ends up being... I'll be like, oh, what do you guys want to make you something real quick? And then they all want something different, and it takes longer than it actually would have taken had I made a meal. Right. And I'm like, this was so stupid. Why did I do this to myself? So, and if they get in there, I don't want all the kids in there making food. They're like oh, yeah. food hanging from the ceiling and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, like you should see, actually you should see my house. We were at a ladies' retreat all weekend. My house is funny right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, as soon as I get home, this thing is getting scrubbed. Yes. So tonight my children are probably not eating because <laughs> I will be cooking and they try to go in the kitchen. I'm like, get out of the kitchen. <laughs> I just cleaned your nasty messes. No, I don't really have systems. I don't function in systems like in anything in life. So um, I don't know if that's good or bad, but that's just me. So it's just like, oh, what can I make tonight? And then I'll figure it out. And I tend to be super weird. And every time I go to the store, I buy the same food over and over. Yeah. Like over and over and over and over. I have this huge list. I get it all. It goes into the house. Half of it goes bad. And it's really wasteful. <laughs> yep. uh, we don't eat it. And, and then, uh, yeah, that's our system. That's our so, system. <laughs> so to steal the microphone from you again. No. Yeah, but but yeah. do, you, <laughs> do you, so do you just go in and do you, you say you have a list. So obviously go in with the list. Is it just like. You put whatever you think on there, and it's not like planned out per meal. You know what I mean? Like you're like, oh, I'm just gonna buy this and this, and but then later you come up with the meal that is going to be for that. Yeah. Well, we kind of have like regular things that my family likes that we kind of rotate, mm-hmm. and so I know the supplies that I need for that. And a lot of the meals need the same types of things, okay. like onions, bell pepper, or like right. you know meat stuff like that. We tend to eat like a lot of rice dishes with like meat and vegetables, so. Um, it's just having the basic supplies that we need to make the meals that we make, and we kind of always have all of it on hand. Like when we we'll get toward the end of what we have in stock or whatever, but you know, then I'll go replenish like what it is that we usually purchase to make the meals that we're accustomed to making. So yeah, and then if we need fill-ins, then we'll run to the store and grab something like, oh, actually, I want to make this tonight, and I forgot to grab shells mm-hmm. for tacos. So can you get that or whatever? So we'll just do it like that. I'm not organized. I'm clean, but I'm not. I'm actually quite funny? messy. Yeah, <laughs> in my brain. So. In my brain. <laughs> All right, Heather. Okay. <laughs> okay. So on a good week, <laughs> I'm supposed to like make love to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So on a good week, um, Brandon and I will sit down on a Sunday. And <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and we will um, both just 
talk about what meals we for sure want that week. And that's on a good week. So that probably happens like once or twice a month that on a Sunday we will say, okay, for the next five days, what is a meal that you for sure want, that I for sure want, that the kids will for sure eat. And we will write it down. And then one of us will go go grocery shopping for all of those five meals. And then um, we have whatever we planned out for each of those next five nights. And that is always amazing. And it makes us feel like so accomplished when we actually do it. But like I said, it doesn't happen all the time. Um, So many times we're like, there's a frozen pizza and I don't want to cook or I have nothing thought out or something like that. And we'll just do a frozen pizza or breakfast for dinner or whatever. But um, we always have eggs and milk. So breakfast is always an easy dinner. But um, but yeah, on a good week, we do try to sit down together. And it's actually kind of cute and fun. <laughs> it's like we're bonding over food. But yeah. So that's what we do. I find it's interesting how organized and planning you are on certain things. It's so funny. Even talking to all of us, you're so clean, which would make people think you're so organized. You're such a planner, which mm-hmm. would make people think during the day you like have your whole thing planned. But Absolutely not. It's yeah. like, but you know, we can only do so much and you're it's right. interesting, you know, our strengths and weaknesses and just very interesting to me. That is. All right. So I'll go um, for dinners. For those who, of you who don't know, I am, am I the crunchy or almond mom? Crunchy. I'm crunchy. crunchy. I'm a crunchy mom. Almond. Yeah. Almond what is the like almond the again? Oh, oh okay. Ingredient. No, you're definitely oh, no. crunchy. <laughs> okay. okay. Crunchy. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> um, I don't own a microwave. We haven't ever really in our adult life. Um, so we use the oven and the air fryer. The air fryer has been a game changer for me. We use it every day. We do not wash it every day. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Just um, kidding. I've heard somebody say before that an air fryer is basically an adult easy bake oven. And ever since I heard that, now that's all I think about is that we're like, ooh, air fryer. But, it really but it's is true. It's like a mini oven. It's yeah. just kind of like, it's awesome. Sorry for that. <laughs> so, anyway. yeah. So, um, for, so we try to, we do try to eat healthy. We're so busy. Eric has gone with the boys four days a week for practice and they're two hour practices. So, we end up eating really late in the evening and a little bit a swing swing from the hip. I do go grocery shopping, usually from Aldi's to try to shop on a budget. We still spend somehow like two sixty a week at Aldi's just because we try to still buy a little bit healthier. Um, we try to have one fish meal a week just because fish is supposed to be healthy and that's actually pretty easy. Bake it and then put, you know, some frozen veggies on the stove. Um, but I do we do get caught um I, when I'm not able to plan, which is very often, or when I get back into like the heart of the season and it's so busy, it takes me like two or three weeks to be like, you have to plan. And we discovered that during the week for dinners, uh, before practice, it was very easy for me to pop in like chicken tenders, whether it was like frozen, like just raw chicken tenders, or actually like dino nuggies and pair those with a salad. Yeah. And I thought, okay, I'm checking the box. At least that was like kind of healthy, very quick. And then when the kids got home, maybe something like popcorn. So we would do popcorn constantly i'm like my mother-in-law shout out to annie trout she loves my popcorn it's the one thing i make because i'm not a good cook uh, she is the one thing i make that i do really well um i am not a cook too just to throw that out there but actually my mother-in-law has helped me um, when i do have time and when i get into the groove i do make out a list of things just like you were saying how they're mm-hmm. like what do i want to um, cook and then also i try to start dinner in the morning so I, I, I kind of lay out or I put stuff like on the stove or on the counter, like, okay, I'm going to have this. So I'm going to get all the ingredients and put them here. That has really helped me. That's a good idea. So, yeah. So thank you. Um, okay. So my system kind of is, I usually have, so I do have a board. <laughs> I haven't used it in a few weeks. But I try to have, I have like a chalkboard 
and I try to put the dinners on there. Um, so for me, I do try to, I'm not a planner and I'm not very organized, but I feel like I do better with meal prepping. Um, I, I'll try to look at the nights first and be like, what do we have going on? Mm -hmm. And then, okay, like Wednesdays and Wednesday and Thursday, we need like a fast meal, so then I'll try to plan this out. And then I'll look through like the fridge and the pantry um, and see like, okay, what do I need to use up? And so then I'll try to find a meal based on like what's going bad. Mm -hmm. um, and then I kind of just fill in the rest from there. Um, but I do try to like write out the meal for a whole week and then order it. My husband really wants me to do like a default <laughs> for 12 years of marriage. He's been like, make your default shopping list and they like, still haven't done it which is really funny because we used to have to do it for restaurants so like we used to have to create them all the time but like for my own household i'm like no i'm not doing it <laughs> i don't know why um so yeah so that's kind of mine um and it it does make it my husband makes it really hard like it can't just like throw in a pizza like he does no gluten mm. um and then what is the other thing now? um oh and he won't do breakfast for dinner because he's oh. like i'm sick of breakfast i'm like really like Making it hard, but he's like, okay, for culinary degrees. Make it fancy. Like, I like, don't get the like, whole, like, quick night dinners. Like, yeah. there's nothing without gluten or whatever. So. I have a comment to add for poor Samantha. Don't ever tell anyone if you have a culinary degree <laughs> because anytime she's around and there's food, everyone expects the moon and the stars. Which always delivers, but still, there's a lot of pressure there. there is so, some words of advice: like, don't ever tell anyone if you're a, if you are a colonist. <laughs> is that even a word? Uh, what do you a cook? Yeah. <laughs> chef. A chef. Okay. All right. All right. That was fun. Okay. Next question. This is a little bit. We're going deeper, girls. What has been your worst trial as a mother? And I'll go ahead and start on this one because I did recently come out of a really hard season. Back in 2019, my daughter was diagnosed with retinoblastoma cancer. She was actually told she was blind. Uh, so many cancer treatments late, later, so many reoccurrences of cancer. And I guess on the positive note, she's doing really good. She's, we rang her bell this year, and she's four and a half, and everything's good. But I tell you, that was the biggest trial that I could ever imagine. And it does take one to know one. So if you haven't gone through it, I, I know you can imagine how difficult it would be. Just think about those sleepless nights when your child isn't earache and a high fever, how stressed and you're like, oh my gosh, that fever, what if I make the wrong decision? So times that by a billion um, and, you know, you become the nurse, you become, I don't know, it takes almost everything away from you. But if, you know, for me, I, I, you could have, I could have ran from God, but I ran towards him because I believed and I know, and I was confirmed in all of this, that if I keep looking up, he will get, give me everything I need for that season. And he did. And it, it was, again, it was so hard. I, I've said many times recently, I lost my laughter for about four years. Truly, I lost who I was. I didn't feel pretty. I just became the, the wife and the mom and really the nurse. Um, I somehow had to, you know, still be a wife to my husband. I mean, there's needs there. I mean, there, it's not a want. There's needs there. I still had to keep up a house somehow, um, keep my kids, the, Sadie's older brothers, still like thinking like they lived a normal life. And this is through COVID. So anyways, long story short, that was my hardest mom trial. It taught me so much. And it probably taught me even more like who cares about certain things like mopping your floor, um, you know, just gives you a better perspective. But on top of that, the best thing that it did for me, it, it gave me a behind the curtain peek into the trials and the difficulties mothers face or women face. 
And again, that's why uh, Samantha and I started what we're doing because it was hard, it was unrelenting. And if you don't have a network, or even if you do, you still need, you just need a community of people around you. So that was by far the, the most difficult mother trial that I've ever faced. How about you, Heather? Um, so I would say that mine would be um, nothing like a medical thing like you. Um, however, with my oldest having ADD, ADHD, and just behavior issues, um, it's really hard because it's like um, not sleepless nights for sick babies, but um, it's like during the day I'm, const I'm constantly worried is he getting in trouble at school? Is somebody doing something? Is he doing something to somebody else? It's like a constant, like, as soon as my phone rings so many times, I'm like, it's the school. What are they going to tell me happened? Like, it's like a, it like hurts my stomach sometimes, you know, hard. it's like, it's a hard thing. Um, and he's an awesome, awesome kid. Mm -hmm. Like he's a great, he has so many great qualities, but, um, I would say that that's my biggest hardship is just, just, dealing with that and constantly feeling like almost like defensive towards him, but then also feeling very, um, there's days that I feel like I let him down or I'm letting him down by not doing certain things or doing certain things or losing my patience with him because it, it's, you know, just a more difficult situation. Um, so like the mom guilt of that, but, um, what has helped you? Do you have any um, tips for anyone else that's dealing with this? Your kids are a little older now. Like what has helped you through this? Um, I think realizing that it's not like uncommon, it's not like he has some like rare thing that like a lot of parents do deal with this and, and have um, the thoughts of like, oh my gosh, is, are they making friends? Are, um, are they getting in trouble? Oh my gosh, if a teacher says something to me, you know, it sounds like a lot of other parents go, so I guess talking about it has helped, like knowing that other moms go through the same thing. Um, also, I'm learning a lot of patience and grace with him because I know that every kid has their own struggles. So sometimes I think as parents or as moms, we are like hyper focused on those one, on the one things that like, I can't even talk about the one thing that kind of like really bothers us. We kind of focus on that whenever in reality, he's still a kid. I mean, right. you know, he turned 10 yesterday. He's still a boy. He's a kid. He's young it's like I try to give him a lot more grace and patience so that's what's kind of helped me with that is that he's still a kid no matter what and, and he has great qualities so <laughs> that's amazing all right Tabitha um I think I'm pretty much with you um kind of like in some ways so I have one daughter that everything she does is like in terms to gold. She makes great grades. She's sweet. She eats a lot with people. She's, you know, people really like her. Um, she, I mean, she's like artsy. She's really, I mean, she's into style, like all these things. So she's very gifted. You can see all that. Yeah. Everybody has a struggle, but you can see like all these gifts on her and her two siblings are not the same. So yeah. they struggle more. Mm -hmm. So, and both of them struggled in school. Now, I, I speak the words of life over them. I tell them, like, you know, God knows the plans he has for you, okay? And he created you for a purpose. And he knit you in your mother's, or, you know, in my, my mother. <laughs> um, so, he, you know, like, there, these promises are true. But it's even hard for me sometimes to hang on to and I have to remind myself because I see them struggle in school so much. And I think we put so much of an emphasis on one type of intelligence. And we see our kids struggle in that. We're just like, oh, my gosh, like, feel so bad for them, especially with, like, a boy because he's, like, going to be the breadwinner. <laughs> and so it's like you want him to have the confidence that he needs to feel like he can supply what the family needs. And even when he was little, my son would say, like, three, I can't read. How will I take care of my family? Like, this was, like, a burden from when he was little. 
And sure enough, the weird thing is that that actually stuck with him where he really did have a problem like learning to read. And um, it's really messed with him to the point where I would like to homeschool him to get him up to the place where he feels like his confidence because I'm like, you're smart. It's just that way, the way that your brain works has just made it harder for you to learn that skill. And that's okay. And I just have to remind myself constantly, like, God does have a plan for him, and he made him for a purpose. He's not ill-equipped. It's just learning, like, what his gifts are and then encouraging him down that path and letting him know you're not like everybody else. Like, everybody's unique, and, like, this is the path that you have. Um, but that's hard. It's hard to watch your little guy struggle, and he'll come home and be like, I'm the dumbest one in the class. And I'm like, you're not dumb. Just because you've struggled with stuff doesn't mean you're dumb. It's just the way your brain works. And I think both the kids that struggle, the oldest one's not actually, I didn't give birth to her, and they have really similar struggles. So I think it, it's something in the way my husband's brain works. But he's he's an attorney. Like, he's incredibly smart. But he didn't do well in school when he was younger. He was like a D student. Yeah. But he just has a good memory. Yeah. And that suits him well now and, you know, later on in life. But as far as just being good scholastically, he was not. So now when he got into college, because he was actually interested in the materials, he did super well because of his memory. He liked the information, he was able to retain it and then apply it. But when he was younger, it wasn't that way. Um, so my biggest struggle is watching my kids not understand their gifts yet. Um, but what I trust is that God will help me to train them. So that's where I put my hope in, just have to encourage myself in that. That's so, um, and then was there another part to it? I think that's it. Just so okay. Okay. A few trials in motherhood, but I guess the most current and what I'm going through now is just like the teenage years. I feel like they're just I'm scared for those <laughs> hard. Uh, I'm a teenage boy, and I just feel like everything I do is wrong currently. And then I think that that then makes me question everything even more so that I'm like overanalyzing stuff and then maybe like walking on eggshells when I really shouldn't be doing that um, to like overcompensate. Like, I just want you to like me. Um, but really, I like <laughs> need to implement discipline because I'm his mother. So I think that's really like our struggle right now is just like navigating through that and then like knowing like, you know, I've never had a team before. It just feels like a whole new like error of, you know, just like it's just different. Um, then a lot of things we've gone through with parenting and so um, yeah just navigating through that and trying to not stress and overanalyze every single thing I do and then the same thing I just have to like keep praying um, and trusting and asking God like I'm always like fearful I'm like is he just gonna hate me like his whole life and never gonna talk to me once he moves out of the house um, but I just keep like praying like God you know, your word says if you train them up the way they should go, they will not depart. And I just like, keep praying over that. And I mean, he is a really good kid in his defense. It sounds like, you know, he's not like terrible. He doesn't like, um, he's not like blatantly like super disrespectful or anything. He has great grades. He's a leader in youth and stuff. So like, it's just more about the grunting, like barely talks to me when before <laughs> he used to come home and like tell me about his whole day. So mm -hmm. it is like a different, different stage of motherhood right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> Hopefully you can help me navigate. Yeah. yeah, I mean, our kids are both 14, so, right? He's 14. Yeah. yeah. So. You haven't reached that yet? Not yet. <laughs> it's probably coming. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. And the next question, and we're about 40 minutes in, so I think we're good on time. All right. If you want to share about this, and I can go first, have you ever had struggles in your marriage? And um, if so, what what 
was it or what were they? Um, or pick a few or one. <laughs> and then what do you think makes a good marriage? So I will start again. So um, struggles in our marriage, you know, even from the onset, you know, you come from two different backgrounds and uh, my husband didn't have quite the image of, you know, husband and father that he could have had. And I think that started us out a little rocky. And then, of course, I had so many things that I needed to change. And um, so that was, you know, a, a little small trial at the beginning of our marriage. And we've been married 16 years, but about four years ago when Sadie's situation happened, that was really, really hard for us. Um, I remember after she was diagnosed, he wasn't there because we thought I was going to be sent home with her. They come up to the hospital and I'm, you know, I just, I'm, I think I'm in a state of shock. I don't even know if I was crying at that point. But when I saw him for the first time after I was told, you know, our daughter is blind and our daughter has cancer and like the scariest thing that mm -hmm. I could imagine and a shock because I had no idea, um, he never hugged me. He wouldn't hug me. He almost like wouldn't go near me. And that hurts so bad. Yeah. So, so bad. And then, um, so never did. And um, we got through, you know, we got through so many things. But I also remember, too, going into the monthly eye exam. So Sadie would have to get an exam every four weeks, um, go on, um, in, um, get anesthesia and go in for an eye exam. And basically after every time, the doctor would walk up and, you know, basically say, you know, how does the cancer look? Did it come back strong? Like, are you going to have to remove her eye? Like all these things. So, so, so scary. And I remember sitting in the waiting room, like sobbing or with my Bible open, like just really numb and like staring at the wall and like just really like the world had frozen and I had been frozen. And he would be sitting next to me watching YouTube based on like, hey, check this out. And I'd be like, how? Like literally how? Yeah. And so I think we felt uh, miles apart. And honestly, when they, when you have a child that goes through something really tough or a disability or, you know, a death and all, all of that, they say, you know, the chances of divorce is like, what, 90, 95%. I don't know wow. what the current uh, rate is. So um, that was really hard, but um, we, we both are very loyal people and, you know, we got through it. But fast forward a few years from that point and you learn things. So I um, ended up hearing one day, we actually went on our first little mini trip, like first time away from Sadie's, um, Annie watched the kids, stayed overnight. And we were sitting in a restaurant in St. Louis and we were just chatting and he looked at me and he was like, yeah, um, last, when you had your miscarriage, so last year I did have a, a couple miscarriages, but during the first one he was like, yeah, um, after you had the miscarriage, I had it out um, with God for you in the shower. And he's like, I just like lost it. And I was like, wait, what? You did? Because he won't show me any emotions. Even if I have a miscarriage or any of these things, he's like, oh, did it happen? Okay. And because he can't. And so I later found out he told me then if he would have hugged me at the hospital when he saw me after our daughter was diagnosed, he would have lost it. Mm -hmm. And I, the whole time, and, and he had a different way of me, like coping with things. So he wanted to know from the doctors, like, tell me everything. And I was like, tell me nothing except the only things I need to know. Because if I'm going to have faith, I cannot know anything else, nor do I want to. But he needed that and I needed it this way. Yeah. Um, now we can talk about it. It's interesting. But um, so years later, I, I find that out and how... And the first response was when he had it out with God in the shower, I was like, whoa, you can't talk to him like that. But it was almost like such an honesty and such a beautiful thing. And then all of a sudden I felt so loved in that moment. And we can talk about it now a little bit. But then even like a year after that, I still find out he cries over Sadie um, when he's alone all the time. And again, it breaks your heart. So if you're a mom out there and you're like, you know, we're going through these things. Husband just doesn't care, you know, whatever. Like he really cares. 
yeah. I'm telling you, he, he care and, and he can't fix it. So, um, it, hopefully it comes out. Hopefully you guys can have that conversation, but yeah. it was really like life giving marriage, giving back to us when he, when I knew all of those things. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so what makes a good marriage? Um, you have to, <laughs> intimacy is a good thing, especially, um, for, for our husbands. I know that it took me 16 years of marriage to realize that men feel love. Like we feel loved when they pay attention to us. They listen to us. They affirm us. They, you know, make us feel like our, uh, we're their princess or, you know, they reach out to hold our hand. But, and I'm, you know, after even talking to other couples and other, you know, just men, it is such a need to ha- feel that love and with intimacy with them. So, um, I, I think that will always help your marriage. And then I had somebody tell me this a long, long time ago, and it really stuck with me and it works as if you need to talk to your husband about something you can't get his full attention, or maybe it's a subject that you just are concerned about bringing up. You don't know how he's going to react after you're intimate with him, after he's felt your connection and loved, um, bring it up then. And that's such a good time to do that and to have really good in-depth conversations and one where he, you know, is very vested or invested in it. Um, so I think that is a, a key to a good marriage. And of course, honor, you know, being loyal. One other thing, and I think this is so important. This is something I really had to work on is honoring your husband with your words. So you can be out and about with your friends or even in the household in front of your kids and you can say negative things towards him. And those strike men even hard, well, maybe just as hard, but really hard because men, I think men, are afraid to fail. And that's something I learned. Like, you know, I think it's just a common thing. So when we're talking to our mom on the phone, we can't be like, oh, and you know how he doesn't do this or whatever. I think that's such a negative thing. And we, if we look, we can find all these beautiful things our husbands are doing for us. It's easy to be like, well, you know, the wife's taking care of all these things in the home or whatever, but he does so much for me. He is such a great guy and I can kill him with words and he can me as well. So I think I think always speaking more positive. And if you have something against him or like you're upset about, go, go to him. Or maybe after your intimate, like I really need, I'm really struggling. So that was really um, helpful in our marriage. And, you know, if you look for things that your husband does well, you're going to find a million more than likely. Yeah. So Heather, how about you? Um, so was this, so question struggles in the marriage. Is that what we're, yeah. What do you think makes a good marriage? Okay. And have you had any struggles? So, um, as far as struggles, I, I feel like sometimes whenever I'm talking to other women about marriage, I sometimes almost feel like um, I feel guilty or like cheesy because I actually have a really, really great marriage. <laughs> I know it's, she can relate. it's yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah. it's like, that doesn't mean it's perfect. Like yeah. we of course have our, you know, little things, but um, I feel very, very, very fortunate that we have a super great marriage. We're just very open and honest and we still have I think the biggest thing is like we are like we have so much fun together um however I would say that our biggest struggle would be um randomly of just feeling like disconnected like and there's really no cause for it we've still never really realized what makes us kind of feel like we're disconnected but we we both feel it at the same time and we'll tell each other when we feel it and it might last only a few hours it might last a day it might last even like a week but it's where i'll all of a sudden be like i feel like i like 
don't know what's going on with you or, you know, I feel like you don't know what's going on with me or like, and he's like, and he'll say the same thing. He'll be like, I know I feel the exact same way. And there's really no rhyme or reason for it. Um, but I would say that's our biggest struggle is just randomly feeling disconnected. And, um, luckily it bounces back usually pretty quickly. Um, but that's our biggest struggle. I guess I would say it's just randomly feeling disconnected, but, um, really all in all, we have, we have a really, really great marriage and I'm very fortunate for him because he's, he's awesome. So what do you think makes a good marriage? If you had one tip or like something to do that, you know, can, mm -hmm. you know, make some new spark in a marriage. Um, so I think the biggest thing for each of us and we, my, my husband and I have both talked about this. Um, I mean, just even recently, um, is we make sure and we try to remind ourselves to never do anything, um, for the other never do anything for the other person expecting something in return or for their, um, like, Oh, I did this for them. Now they should do this for me type of thing. That's huge in our marriage. Um, so I, I know that there's some people who I've talked to before who are very upset because they'll say, I did this, this, and this, and they won't even do this now. And, and that's just, um, in, in our opinion, it's just kind of a backwards thing to look at it a backwards way to look at it. Um, I think that if you try and, if you just do the things just to the, out of the goodness of your heart. And if you do things just because you feel like, you know what, this is going to make them like super happy or less stressed, or this is going to be really good for them without expecting anything and truly try and get yourself to not feel like you, you know, you, you deserve something after doing that. Um, I think that that's a big game changer is that just awesome. doing things with no expectation of anything in return. That's um, so for my marriage, I feel like there's a lot of things that we do really well. Like, so there's probably a few areas of things that don't work super well for us. Um, one is understanding intimacy for the other person. So my husband wants me to be this like super crazy sex machine <laughs> and I'm just like, that's cool for you, but that's not really how I receive like love. I need to know that you're on my side. You're my teammate. You're my encourager. You're going to provide, you're going to go to the end of the earth for your family. That's what I need. And he wants, you know, just, you know, in the bed all the time. Like that's his thing. So I do struggle with, um, doing it to the level that he would like, mm -hmm. but I, I am not stingy, but definitely he's like way more there than I am. <laughs> so that's definitely, and then just being, I need to be more selfless in that area. I need to be like, okay, um, he has a really high drive and I need to try to match that more because definitely since I had our last child, that's definitely, there's a bigger gap there. Mm -hmm. And I've been selfish. Like I will say that, like, I definitely am like, okay, I'm not going to just put him off. We're not going to go like, you know, tip we're regular, but just, if he wants to be like, okay, I need to be the needs more. Right. Um, and he did express to me just a couple weeks ago, he was like groping me, but my kids were too close by and he won't be embarrassed with me saying that because he just doesn't care. But, um, and I was just like, our kids are like right there. And that makes me uncomfortable. And he's just like, I think it kind of was like a building up for him where he feels unloved because I don't do it as much as he would like to. Mm -hmm. And so that just kind of broke his heart. I could see it in his little face and you don't <laughs> offend him often at all. Mm -hmm. So I think he was, he told me, he said, um, I just feel, um, I just feel really like unwanted. And I was like, oh shoot, I don't like that. You know, I don't want him right. to feel, I, I wouldn't want to feel unwanted. I don't feel unwanted. Mm -hmm. Now there are things I'm like, well, you need to get with it. <laughs> but like, I don't feel yeah. unwanted. Yeah. He's like, you're lovely. You're God's gift to man, essentially. You know, like, I just love you so much. Oh, there she is. Look at that beauty queen. Like, he's always saying stuff like that to me. 
And I think he's totally cute. I'm like, you're just beautiful. When I look at his face, I'm like, just crafted so well. <laughs> I just think he's adorable and he's so smart. He's super funny. Um, but, you know, that's like a struggle. And for us, I think one of our biggest strengths is that we're on the same page in a lot of ways. Um, financially, we never fight. He lets me take the lead. Like, I'm used to that. Like, I don't think that's necessarily biblical. I think the man is supposed to lead, not like in a, you listen to me, woman kind of thing, yeah. but it's Jesus laid his life down for us, and mm -hmm. the man is supposed to model what Jesus did for the church in his relationship. So actually, the man should be leading by laying down. Um, totally just lost <laughs> my train of thought because I went on a rabbit trail. But um, What you guys so, are good at. You guys yeah, are good at being, being on the same page. Yeah, we, we are really silly. When I met him, he cooked me dinner one night, which that was so cool. Um, <laughs> and then he came out of the kitchen, and I remember him looking at me, and he was like, and did like this accent, and I was like, oh my gosh, because I'm like that too. So we're just a yes. really, yeah, we're just like a really, really funny household. Like our kids are really funny. We're really funny. So we're always cracking up laughing. And when a foreigner comes in, they're just like, oh my gosh, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, so I think that's good. So we, and that is probably my favorite thing is that we laugh and we've been together for like, we've been together 14 years, married for 13. Um, but we laugh and this is something I told him just last week. I said in all the relationships that I had before, it was about six months in and I would try to figure out how to get out of the relationship. And I would count my days. I knew exactly in all these relationships how long we were dating, like three months, four months, <laughs> yeah. five months. And it was because I was bored. And I have never counted with Jay yeah. because I had so much fun with the first time we hung out. We had so much fun together. We planned like 30 days. Let's do this, do this, let's do this, let's do this. Yeah, so, yeah, so we like enjoy one another's company and we have a lot of fun together. Yeah. So. You guys do. Yeah. Yeah, I think having fun is like so important mm -hmm. in marriage. Um, I'm kind of like Heather, like we, I have a good, I feel like that's my biggest strength as a mom too because I feel like modeling a good marriage, mm -hmm. though I say. Um, you know, it's good for your kids. Um, we have a really strong marriage. I think that it's because, um, one, we never let, like, offenses build. Um, mm -hmm. So we, like, confront things so that's, like, not going into the next day or, like, you know, building up to where it makes it for a huge fight. So we really haven't ever had, like, Actually, we have had one, <laughs> one big fight. It was like about corn, like ever. He almost got divorced. Before, <laughs> that was like our biggest love. But I think it was just like I think we we're hungry or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, anyway, we can't remember how the fight started. That is great. Um, other than that, like we don't really like fight. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's just because we're good at like communicating. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and not letting things build. Um, but I think that probably our biggest trial, I guess, has been, I will like, <laughs> he always says that I add on to like, I, I don't know how, I guess I'm not putting this into words, right? But like, he'll say one thing and then I'll be like, oh, like in my head, I'm like, oh, that was really short. And like, maybe he meant this. And I like mm. go off on this tangent in my head. And he's like, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's like, in a fair, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But like, well, that was just like crazy right. thing. And he's like, right. Overthinking. What? All, all I said was this. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I know, but it's the way. And he's like, stop doing that woman thing. Like, stop adding. Like, yeah. I'm like, he's very kind of John. He's like, if 
I, you know, it was mad or whatever, I would have told you. And so, yeah. like, I go into my head, like, you know, but I'm, I'm really good about not doing that now. Um, and then always having fun. And I feel like I'm really, I, he was always good at this, but something that I've worked on is just, like, keeping up, like, like being flirty, like even in the little things, yeah. like while I'm cooking or whatever, uh, try to like, I don't know, just make it like we're teenagers or whatever mm -hmm. and just keep that funness, funness is that word, into the marriage <laughs> by like, you know, flirting yeah. and that type of thing. Yeah. Okay. I know this is a little bit longer of a podcast, but it's so good. We're just going to keep going. All right. So, and I don't know if I can go first on this. I need to think on this one. Talk about being prepared. Heather, <laughs> okay. oh, you probably have been prepared for this one. I'm just kidding. Wait, I don't even know which question this is. Which one is this? <laughs> All right. What has been the biggest epiphany or game changer that has helped you in daily mom life, whether it's being a wife or a mom, whatever? What has been one thing that you can think, like if I was to help a new mom mm -hmm. or a struggling mom, what is one thing that they could start doing today or know that might be helpful to them that was an absolute game changer for you? Um, so mine would almost kind of be short and simple, but I heard a mom say before that um, your kids don't need a perfect mom. They need a happy mom. Mm -hmm. And that was huge for me because especially from being a stay-at-home mom, um, I was really stressed out all the time. Like I felt like I it was like over – I it was very overwhelming how stressed out I was and how often I was, mm -hmm. I would be stressed out and it would almost put me in a, in a bad state of mind where I was more short with my kids, short with my husband, um, just losing patience, just kind of almost feeling like not sad, but just almost just feeling overwhelmed all the time. Yeah. And whenever I heard that, that was huge for me that it's like, you know, our kids don't care about what our house looks like. Our kids don't care about, um, so many trivial things that we worry about, but like if they see me happy and like being silly and having fun like that's huge like who cares about anything else like if they see me being like a joyful happy person I think that is a huge thing and that has really I truly remind myself of that all the time so that way my kids do see a more like happy fun mom instead of like a okay guys we got to go do this now oh my gosh did you guys do that you know it yeah. really does kind of stop me and makes me um, realize what I should be doing um two things Samantha we talked about um changing your perception, right? Mm. So again, with that point, yeah. is like, you could be like, I'm failing at this, 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 and this, or like, okay, as a man thinketh, so he is, okay, I'm not going to talk, think about what I'm failing at. And to your other point in the previous podcast is like, Samantha imagines her in her mind as the mom and wife she wants to be. So what would she do? Mm -hmm. Isn't that so good? That's really good. I've actually, I think it might be in the book that you and I had talked about earlier, um, the uh, only for women or yeah. whatever. Um, I think it might've been in that book. I also read something that said, um, if you see, say that you see a couple walking in the mall together and you see that the husband is being like super cute to his wife and like holding her hand and being silly and touching her and flirting with her. And if you think like, Oh man, like why doesn't my husband do that to me? He doesn't do that. Instead you should change your perspective and be like, what is she doing? What is the wife doing that is making her husband want to be like that? Like kind of changing your perspective of like, if you want to, don't just always think like, why isn't he doing that? Like maybe change, maybe see if you can find some things about you that you can, why he wants to do that so much. So I don't that's know if good. that made sense at all, but that's really good. Mine's really quick. So I'll just sneak it in here. Um, we can get very overwhelmed uh, being a mom. This is something from a book I read about a year ago and it was a mom that was uh basically trying to mentor her daughter. And so whenever you get overwhelmed, which we're going to get overwhelmed every single day, 
Um, or Samantha, when you were going out of town and just like me, I'd be like last minute, like, oh crap, I have to do all these millions of things. Stop again, <laughs> gather, you know, just like pull in those thoughts and, and just say, do the next thing. Literally stop and be like, I did that. It was, um, last Thursday I, I was texting my friends, Heather and Terry. And I was like, I am just, I can't even, I'm so overwhelmed. I can't even describe. And then in that moment I was like, okay do the next thing. So I just got up and I didn't feel like, and I was so tired and I just did one thing, which I was like, okay, I got that done. It was like a quick win. And then I like, all of a sudden I got all those things done because instead of being frozen, I was like, okay, I'm going to do the next thing. And then of course, try to prioritize that. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is keeping a heart connection. Mm -hmm. So like when I parent my children, I try to be very honest with them and tell them, we were talking about this yesterday on our trip, tell them the why behind the what. So I don't just tell them, don't do that. Now, sometimes I train there's more, I can really go into something, but um, I try to teach them the why behind the what, um, and I try to not freak out. Like I had a kid, um, which I shared this also yesterday, but um, I had a kid who was on YouTube, and they didn't know I could see history on it, and I wasn't looking for what they were watching. I was scrolling for an old video that I had watched, and I saw it was like how to kiss. And I have young kids, and I was like, they're like looking up like how to kiss. That's like fast. We ain't doing that. <laughs> uh, so, but I didn't. I figured out who it was, and I didn't condemn the child. I just had a real conversation because if you freak out, like we get afraid. Like, what is my kid gonna? All of a sudden, your daughter's a prostitute. Fifty thoughts, you know, <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm gonna be a virgin, and you're gonna do all these things. And, uh, and it's like, no, I'm not gonna freak out about. It. I'm just gonna have a really like mm-hmm. normal conversation. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, hey, here's a thing. You're young, and if you start stirring that stuff up in your heart, like right now, like the Bible says, it, you know, um, it's David and it's this girl that's totally hot for each other. Is it? Hold on, Song of Songs, so it's Solomon, not yeah, David. Yeah. So Solomon, he was an eighties man. They were. Uh, he was talking about this girl, and he's talking about like her body, and she's talking about how she's yearning for him. You know, she's like, "Oh, I wish he would come to my door," like all this stuff, and. She was like, she was pining after him so much, but for whatever reason, they couldn't be together at that time, like married. And she was like, take my advice and please don't stir up love before it's time. And so um, that's what I had a conversation with my child about. I was like, hey, you're going to watch stirring that up because I'm telling you that if you don't, if you stir that up too young, you will struggle to remain pure. Mm -hmm. And I know in their heart is to remain pure. And so I just try to have like really real practical conversations about like how God would talk to me. God's not like, hey, what did you do? (laughs) I'm condemning you. (laughs) He's like, hey, is that good for you though? Right. Do you remember what I taught you? Mm -hmm. Do you remember that story in the Bible that was like showing that that's not a good idea and why? It's really good. So that's, that's what I do with my kids. It's just, that's my best parenting is just to say, let's keep it practical. Really good. Mine sounds dumb now. No. I think that I had an epiphany of like, if everyone's alive, like it's okay. Like, like, (laughs) you know, like what you said, like, it's not that big of a deal. And so like just to get myself to stop stressing over like mm-hmm. the silliest stuff because in early motherhood I used to like get all worked yeah. about like the littlest things. I'm like, you know what? My kids are alive. If we're healthy and healthy and we're together, like that's all that really matters. So like yeah. putting myself in like a perspective shift. Um, and then also, <laughs> this is from TikTok. <laughs> I like TikTok. Um, no, but like the... <laughs> Anyway, but sometimes there's good things like this. Um, 
down, put it away. And so, like, that goes off in my head now every time because, like, I'll do that whole, like, car cleanup and I'll, like, come in with, like, all this stuff. Yeah. And then I go into that all or nothing. So, like, a little bit gets messy and then it all gets messy. Yeah. So then I'm like, no, don't set it down. Put it away. And I feel like that helps good. me so much. I love that. Yeah. It's really See? good. Yeah. You watch me back. <laughs> you can tell That's us. it. Okay. And then, ladies, we have to ask because this is our closing question all the time. What's for dinner? Like, tonight. I don't know. <laughs> so usually I would say either I don't know or something really simple, but I actually saw a new recipe on Instagram that like, somebody posted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's like a new chicken thigh recipe that I really want to try. So that's what's going to be for dinner tonight. It's no, like I'm really excited about it. I am so excited. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to let us know how good. I, I am so excited. I mean, I I don't do I don't do TikTok, but I do Instagram. So I'm really cool now because I do Instagram. Okay, so your oh, so it just like looked so good. It was chicken thighs, and you put them in a Ziploc bag, and you put in like honey and lemon juice and a ton of minced garlic, and then Parmesan cheese and a few other things, and you let it sit in there for a few hours, and then. You either bake it or air fry it. I think you have both options. But it looked so good, and I'm so excited about <laughs> what it. What are your sides? Um, rice and broccoli, which the broccoli will just be my husband and I because we are like that cliche family. We cannot get our kids to eat broccoli. They will eat a, really a lot of other vegetables, cucumbers, tomatoes, whatever, but broccoli isn't one of them. So we bake broccoli, and we like from a frozen bag, we will just dump broccoli onto a cookie sheet and sprinkle it with olive oil and garlic, salt, and pepper, and that's it. And we bake it like that, and it's so good. So, we do the same thing. Like, literally, we had that last it's night. Like, <laughs> it's, like, one of our favorite sides. Yeah, it's so like good. So, yeah, so we're going to have – we're going to be actually, like, prepared tonight to oh have God. chicken thighs and broccoli oh rice. <laughs> Guys, this is – and tomorrow will probably be frozen pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, this might be a, a little bit long-winded. I don't know if we have time. But for tonight, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that. I have been marinating some chicken breast. Oh, really? Have you been? We're twins. Yeah, we're we're leaving. Um, I'm going to do chicken, even though I had chicken last night. I'm going to have it again. And I'm going to make mashed potatoes and. A vegetable, I don't know which one yet. Mashed potatoes is always a good choice for a side. I feel like that's so universal. And then, oh, I don't have any milk. You can borrow some. Okay. (laughs) Bring some half and half, whatever you made our coffee. Like barbecue chicken, put over the potatoes, put cheese on it, and then make it like green beans or something. Oh my gosh, that is really good. I feel like it would be bad if I were to try All right. I think that's a wrap. This has been so much fun. Stay tuned. We're going to have some mommy stories. Um, The next few podcasts, we're going to bring in a mama guest to share their story, their trial, um, what helped them through it, and some tips to get through something like that. Or if you haven't gone through a similar trial, how to show up better. That's where our heart is. And then stay tuned for more mommy panels because this has been so much fun. This has been fun. I agree. Thanks for listening to another Align Mama podcast. We hope you found value in today's topic. For more mama resources, go to alignedmamas.com, follow us on social, and join our Aligned Mamas community Facebook group to connect with other moms just like you. We'd like to hear from you. Have a podcast topic? Want to get in touch with us? Want to share your story as a guest? Email us at alignedmamas@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
See you next time. I can see my feelings now. I can see through my mind and the secrets to shut my eyes.